0: Welcome to Joida Please podcast, my name is Joida Art, Joida Art, Art, I don't know, it's kind of cool um, saying my name out loud, oh this is so cool guys, I am so excited, I can't believe I actually like said I'll do something and actually doing it, you know, got to take that off my, um. what is it called, I don't know what I'm saying, I'm just really excited, uh, welcome to the Joida Plead part, hey Mr Plead, Please podcast. My name is Jorah or Mame, whichever one you want to call me. And today is my first ever um podcast episode. This is the first ever podcast episode. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait for this podcast to grow. And this is this is the first of many, so I'm super excited. Um today we're gonna be talking about the first daughter of the African family I did a poll on my Instagram and I was like what do you guys want me to talk about and everybody was voting for the first daughter of an African family um and as the first daughter of an African family and as the only girl I felt it was definitely right for me to talk about this and today we're going to be just be talking about experiences as the first daughter of an African family the pros and cons if I do recommend it or not and um yeah so let's start off um i do not have a direction for this in fact i don't even know if i'm gonna post this or not but yeah um so i am the first daughter of an african family a family i am the only girl which means that say uh, i don't know why people think that being the only girl of an african family means that you're spoiled every time i tell people i'm uh i'm the only girl they're like oh yeah you're yeah, sports and i'm like that does not that's not how i feel like cinderella before cinderella was cinderella like when she was doing the housework and she was cleaning and stuff that's what i felt felt like being the first daughter of, Af- of an african family i never once felt spoiled or like i don't know things were handed to me but i was sheltered i don't know if it I don't know Me being the if me being the first daughter of, of a Ghanaian family Was the reason why I was sheltered But I was sheltered Um, I really was allowed to do a lot of things And I wasn't rebellious I wasn't one of those people that were like Oh, I'm just going to breach the boundaries I'm going to try my own thing Like I never once was rebellious I never had a rebellious Okay, I wouldn't say I never had a rebellious bone in me But I definitely never tried You know, when I was young, I was never one of those people or one of those kids to sneak out or go places or do things. No, that was not me. That was not me. I was, um, yeah. And the crazy thing is that me and my brother are similar, but opposites. We are similar in ways like personality. Like we're both funny. We both have like that, like sense of humor. And we used to have so many inside jokes and everything. But when it came to like what we did we were very different like my brother was more of a a rule follower i mean he might disagree but in my opinion he was a rule follower and i wasn't but it wasn't like i was like terrible or anything like i said i was never rebellious but i was more of like i would do things that were a little different from everybody in my family you know so growing up yeah that was that was different um yeah i think for me it was more of the things i would say my opinions and the things that i would say um i would just say things that nobody else would say or think of like as you guys know my tiktok is literally me being myself and just saying whatever like <laughs> like i just say the most ridiculous things like i don't even know like you know. I feel like my brain has reached a capacity where it's like, I cannot keep any more information in my brain and I have to bring it out. So I feel like that's why that I'm so free on TikTok and stuff. Like it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's definitely cool. Um, But yeah, Um, one of the things though, that I feel like we should talk about growing up in an African family is feeling like suppressed, feeling like you cannot do anything, you know, feeling like you were tied to your home or your family like basically you are the second mother you know being the first daughter of an african family being the oldest daughter of an african family everybody expects you to do things everybody expects you to go here everybody expects you to you know fit in this norm fit in this thing and it's like um i have a personality and I have the things i like and i don't i feel like i sh- i want to do what i want you know i remember there were times where like you know, I'll be invited to go places, and basically, I, it's not like my parents were strict, they were like, oh, you can't go anywhere, but it was like, I mean, if you go out, um, who's gonna do the dishes, who's gonna cook, like, who's gonna, you know, and because my mom worked so much, it was like, yeah, you're gonna have to learn how to cook, you know, and for me, I was never one of those um, girls who learned how to cook, cook at a very, very, very young age, like, when I was, when I lived in Ghana, some of you may know I grew up in Ghana, but when I lived in Ghana, I never really knew how to do anything because everybody did things for us. You know, I was very, very spoilt or DB, like people say. Um, so I never really knew how to do things. It wasn't until I came to the U.S. where I was like, yeah, you're going to have to learn how to mix too. Like those things I never grew up learning. So you know so when i first started cooking and doing all of those things that was when i started feeling the responsibility of the oldest daughter um and keep in mind i also have a younger brother you know he was the age gap is definitely age gapping he is um i think 14. it's so sad that i don't know his actual age but i think he's 14 and (laughs) and just the responsibility i had to have like it's just like you know be there for him. like if nobody's at home who's gonna watch him because he's a baby or he's a toddler and like you know my friends be like oh let's go out i'm like mm, you know do i really need to go out i started putting the responsibility on myself like my parents were never like oh don't go anywhere but it was like i started putting the responsibility of myself where it's like oh i need to stay home do the dishes i need to stay home and clean i need to stay home because nobody's home you know you know african parents sometimes they'll even be like oh can you stay home why are you going stay home somebody needs to be home like for what are we guarding a, a palace like i'm so confused why should somebody be home so that yeah i'm confused but yeah it would be things like that you know and not really having a social life and honestly if you're the first daughter african family Like you really never had a social life until you moved out of your parents' home, and even that, you're still kind of tied to your family, like you're still kind of like tied to your family, like even when you move away, and even if when even when you get married, you're still kind of tied to the family. So, we've definitely suffered, Um, we definitely suffered, um, and it's not easy, it really isn't easy to be the first daughter of an african family it is not something that you know and and you know the saying god gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers yeah african daughters are the strongest soldiers i'm gonna read some um of the responses i got i put up a forum for people to just put um, opinions questions whatever and somebody said as the eldest daughter of Ghanaian born parents i feel like i've paved the way for my siblings to have things a bit easier than i did do you think you've done that or can resonate in any way definitely i definitely feel like we're the ones to experience life first especially if you are the first child of an african family like you're the ones to begin anything and i can even say this for that first african sons of the family like whatever you do your siblings are going to um try or try to do they're going to copy you so you have to be like um you have to be someone that they can look up to and it's like this you know it's this like this responsibility that you never really asked for and it's like yeah it's important it's important for you to be like someone that your siblings can look up to but at the same time i never asked to be the perfect role model um and for me, I never really realized that my younger brother was watching everything I did. Like <laughs> everything I did to the point where like now he, his sense of humor is tied to how I was when I was younger or who I am now. It's like we have such similar sense of humors because we spend so much time together um, and just like the way he would teach me things the way I would teach him things. And yeah, so I definitely feel like we have this sense of thing to pave away for. Um <clears throat> we have this like uh we have to pave away for our siblings because it's like everything we do, they do. And it's like if we if we if we establish I don't know if especially if we do well in life, it seems like they would do well too. Like, you know, especially in a lot of Nigerian families, you know, and this uh, this is not me trying to be stereotypical. But like I've met a lot of Nigerian families where like the eldest is a doctor and then the next is a doctor and the next is a doctor and the next is a doctor. So it's like, you know, the eldest being a doctor influences the younger ones to be doctors or to be in the medical field. And I could say the same for any other African family. It's just like you being the oldest, you have to pave this way. And this is when it becomes, um, a problem for me. I was never, a stable staple African child and when I say staple African child I mean like I was never like you know the African child that everybody looked up to you know I was never I never really dreamed I mean yeah I think like I wanted to be successful and everything but I wasn't like amazing in school I did not have the best morals i never was the perfect child you know so it was kind of difficult for me you know to be to see myself as a role model for my younger siblings i feel like more than anything i uh i influenced my younger brothers um what is it called uh, personality that was the most i gave him <laughs> to be honest and honestly i'm very proud of it Because he's turning out really well. Like, he's turning out really well. And I don't think that academically I was... And you know what's so crazy? My younger brother is, I would say, the smartest sibling. He is so smart. And he doesn't try. And he doesn't work as hard as I had to. And it's just so interesting to watch. Because it's like, growing up and how my parents used to like... Have a study so much because it, it was like studying and academics and all those things was such a difficulty for us, for me because I do not want to speak for my twin brother um, and seeing how my parents don't have to do that for my younger brother is so interesting because my younger brother, this boy would be like, I'm going to go do my homework, like five pages of homework, different assignments and be done in an hour. And like, at some point, my parents started to question like, ah, is this boy actually learning anything? like we're confused but he just he's just smart and he would learn on his own he would read on his own and these were things I never did I never liked to learn on my own someone had to force me to learn for me to learn I never was that kid who was like oh I'm just going to like read a book okay no no let me take that back when I was younger I did have an obsession with reading but like I was never the kid to be like I'm going to do math problems for fun no no, 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 no. That was not something that I, I really wanted to do. I've always, I've always known that I, I liked creative stuff. Like I never was into math or science. Like I remember watching Akilah and the B and being like, that is the closest thing I would be to ac- academics, which was spelling. And I started enjoying spelling. Like I remember even in uh, middle school, I would just i would just love doing like the spelling bees and things like that because they were just so fun like and i was good at it and that was and for once in my life i felt like i was good at something which is so funny to think about now because now as a 25 year old i find myself like good at a lot of things and i feel like as a, just going back to the subject as an um Only African daughter, the oldest African daughter of a family. Sometimes you don't allow yourself to grow. You don't allow yourself to learn about yourself or know like, wow, I'm actually good at these things or I'm actually good at this. Like You don't give yourself a chance to know because you're so um, focused on what other people want, what everybody in your family wants, what your parents need, everybody's needs. And that you forget that, wow, I'm actually an individual. I'm a person. I have a personality and I need to learn more about myself. And I always talk about how, like, when I first uh, moved out of my parents' home and um, the first time I went to the grocery store on my, own, on my own and I had to buy things for my own self, I literally had a panic attack. I went to, start to sit in the car because I was like, I don't know what I like. Like, I know what everybody in my family likes, but I genuinely didn't. Or, like, I would go and be like, I know I do like, I like this drink. Or I like this food but do I need it <laughs> type of thing? I didn't allow myself to enjoy things because I was so tied to what everybody enjoyed. And it's like, because it's kind of like you had to like conform to what they liked so that you can be comfortable. So they could, you could live comfortably. And it was just such an interesting thing. And honestly, it was very sad because people don't realize that as an um, African daughter, as the oldest African daughter, sometimes um, you go through a lonely patch, like in life where you're just like, yo, nobody understands me. Nobody listens to me. Um, and I feel like I'm living my life on my own. Like it literally feels like you are on a journey or a path on your own. And like, you have to figure things on for yourself because like you're supposed to, you're seeing that as like, you're supposed to be the smartest. You're supposed to be the most skillful. You're supposed, you're supposed to know how to cook. You're supposed to know how to do all of these things, but majority of that comes from our own self where it's like where we feel the need to do these things because it's like like up uh, and most times our parents are not going to be like oh do this do that do that no it's like they expect you to do it because it's like that's the norm that's what you see your cousins doing that's what you see other african families doing or that's th- that same family dynamic and you're like yeah that's what i gotta do and it's like can we just end that like and just the same way we, um, in the African family, and I'm not saying that the younger siblings don't go through their own ordeals and stuff, but it's just like, can we just take a moment and say like, you know, African daughters also deserve attention. They deserve, um, to be paid attention to. They deserve to, you know, like, you know, and it's just like, they deserve time for themselves because people don't realize, or parents don't realize that when your child is developing this codependency on their family, they, they it affects their relationships. Like it affects their relationship, affects the way they communicate with other people and it affects the way that they live life, you know? And that's why a lot of African daughters grow up having such difficulty finding the right people for them because it's like, you do not know how to have a relationship or you don't know how to have a friendship without it being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm helping them or um, they're helping me. It's never a natural flow of things. It's always something has to be transactional, you know, and it's just so sad. It really is so sad because it's like, wow, you know, you've. it's kind of like you've always been 30, <laughs> like ever since you were a kid. Like, can we just talk about how, um. Can we just talk about how, like, when we were young, we were dressing like we're 30? Like, can we talk about that? Because why was we wearing? And, like, it's so funny because when I was younger, I was, like, what, 18, 19. I only had church clothes. (laughs) I only had church clothes and maybe, like, one or two jeans. Like, I did not have casual clothes because my life, and this is, this is, me being a pastor's kid and i feel like this is not even just for pastor's kid if you and Af- if you come from a religious um african family 90 percent of the time your clothes are church clothes like i did not have casual clothes so i was dressing like an auntie since i was a kid um and that was the norm and if you dress anything different people would be like uh why are you wearing it? why are you dress like that why you know and it's like you you have to be this like respectable person, and it's like you have to be this you know voice of reason and you have to be this perfect person. It's like, no, can I just be a kid? Can I just be a kid that makes mistakes and lives life and learns from those mistakes? and I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that we needed a like we needed to like. Go through danger or be so rebellious, so that we can do crazy things and 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 say, "Oh wow, I've lived my life." No, because because I've never been for that. I've never been the type of person that's like, "Oh, I need to do a crazy things. I need to be. I, I feel like I need to go through, do something crazy so that my life can be nice." No, I've never been that type of person. But um, I just feel like we just needed to experience our childhood because why was we? 30, why was we 16, 17, 18 years old Dressed like 30 year olds Excuse me Like I was wearing dooku on my head And shout out to um, The aunties though Shout out to the aunties Because I feel like the aunties Been dressing like aunties from day one And that's that's the craziest thing is like Oldest African daughters older, old, Oldest African daughters Are literally there We are literally in like aunties in practice like aunties in training um and we need to actually bind and cast to that um that spirit of that because honestly no no um I rebuke and I'm against it and I don't think we should be doing that anymore. I definitely feel like we deserve it. We deserve a space and a place where we can just be ourselves like no more of that. No more of that. No more African auntie, in training. Okay, I'm gonna read some other things that you guys sent. Um, says, um, how do you handle the expectations and pressure of a firstborn daughter in an African home? Um, honestly, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that. I've, the more I've learned how to deal with the expectations, um, I had to come to a place where I had to start sacrificing for myself, you know, um, and not feeling bad for it because the thing is that even when I, I feel like even when I moved out of my parents' home and stuff, I started feeling bad for things. Like I, me and my brother lived together. And so the days that I wouldn't cook, I would apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't cook today. Oh, And he's like, yo, I'm an individual I can go for, I can get food for myself I don't need you to be uh, upset or anything And so I never, it's like, you have to realize that One, we're all born with the same two eyes Two hands, okay, that one is definitely um, Some people are not born with two hands So uh, I def- forgive me for that But we're all born with the same 24 hours, you know, and you're an adult now and your parents are also adults. Okay. Yes. Be respect your parents, obey your parents, you know, but you do not live with them. Or if you do live with them, you have to realize that you have to do this for yourself and for your future. I started to realize that I want a good future. I want it to be healthy. I want to have good, a good mental health. I want to have a good relationship with my parents and somebody was saying i saw a tick where somebody was like sometimes you have to cross the boundaries for your parents to actually realize that you have your own life and you know and sometimes you really do you have to do that one thing that they will question and actually allow them to see things from a different point of view because i think that um, I don't blame African parents for being the way they are sometimes I feel like it's just a gener, it's just a gener- generational thing it's like a tradition where like you have to raise your child in this like stern way so that they come out well and which we all know is not always the best because you know what they say the strictest the strictest parents creates the most rebellious kids um so definitely break those boundaries and in a healthy way don't try to um do things that will destroy your family or anything but like the things that you enjoy you know you know do whatever listen especially when you do not live with your parents and they're still telling you what to do and stuff get that listen go and dye your hair <clears throat> go get that nose piercing go get that belly button piercing. do it just listen because at the end of the day right it is your happiness that comes first right we were born alone and we will die alone whether you like it or not you don't know? But make sure that you're not doing this out of spite because sometimes we haven't healed from all of the trauma we've experienced as um, oldest daughters of the African family. And then we feel like we have to prove ourselves, you know, so definitely pray more about that and get therapy because it's so important for you to have to be healthy for yourself. You cannot live your life. And say, oh, um, I must prove myself. I'm so bad and bougie or whatever. I'm (laughs) I'm so crazy. Like, I'm so crazy. So I have to do something that's crazy. No. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Make sure that it's healthy. Make sure that you are doing it for yourself and not for anybody else, you know? Because at the end of the day, that is how you build a healthy relationship with your family. When you're your own individual person. And also, I feel like um one thing i've learned growing up as the only african daughter oldest african daughter is that it was so difficult for me to to be genuine because i i when i was younger i had a lying problem because i was so used to lying my way out of things you know coming from a semi-strict family where it's like you must do things a certain way you must um be a certain way I legit had a lying problem because I had to lie. I lie my way out of the simplest things to the point where I will even lie where I didn't need to lie, you know? And I feel like that affects you being genuine because you, grow, you go through life having terrible um, relationships and friendships with people because you always feel like, like it's like you cannot really fully be yourself. Like you're even lying to yourself about yourself. And I feel like that is a problem for a lot of us African girls where it's like, you know yourself, you know, and it's so crazy because, like, when I see young girls um, that I kind of see myself in, like, how I used to be, I always give them, allow them. I always feel like I need to be like those, those of them that are in my life, and everything, like, be a positive role model for them because it's just like I've been there, and I always wanted somebody that I could look up to. That's one thing I wanted so much. And, you know, I'm not saying that my mother was not such a, a good role model because she was. She was an excellent role model. But I never really had other people in my life, other women in my life that I could look up to. Because, and this is one thing we don't talk about. As the oldest African daughters, other women become your enemy. <laughs> like, it's so crazy because it's like, why why, why, are, why are aunties beefing with us? You know, why are aunties the one, you're like, you're supposed to be the one to encourage me. You're supposed to be the one to tell me it's a, it's gonna be okay. Like you're supposed to be the one, you know. I and it's I had a few times where like there would be aunties that would be like, Mommy, let's go to sh- let's go shopping or let let me do this for you. Let me do your hair for you." Like that would reach out to me and want to hang out with me. But but majority of them they were looking at me like I was their coequal, and that was a sick. That's a mentality, and a lot of them never healed from the trauma they had as. <laughs> As African daughters and so they feel like they need to go through the cycle bullying other girls because and a lot of the reasons they do that is because They're jealous. They're they envy the life that you're living Or like because like your life is a little easier or more easier than how theirs what was or like you You can do whatever you want and even that you're not even still free but like to, to their to their mind It's like wow you're living life and it's like that is toxic that is a very toxic mindset to have that is a very sick mindset to have and um yeah and I definitely recommend therapy I definitely feel like therapy is so important for us African daughters and prayer praying um having that healthy relationship with God is so important as well because um and I feel like okay so for the next episode we're definitely going to be going in more um I think I definitely want to make this a series and I definitely will be um, asking for more questions and topics within that uh, because I definitely want to get into religion as well um, in an African, being an African daughter and experience experiencing religion and Christianity, everything. Um, so definitely we'll do that. Um, the last question I have before I end this episode is how do you strive to protect your mental as a result of such um how do i strive to protect my mental as a result of such um it's to really avoid the things that cause ptsd or make remind me of the the trauma because and it's just like in a healthy way though because sometimes you meet people or you meet older people especially in the african community who want to daughter you or make you f- remind you so much of the trauma that you experience it's like I'm sorry I'm I'm an adult like I want to have you have to have that healthy relationship with other like older Africans because sometimes they come they try to come in your life and 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 honestly it's bullying like they bully you back into like that state of where you felt like you weren't loved and when you where you weren't respected. And so definitely have healthy boundaries with uh, older African adults and also your parents. Um, and definitely boundaries is such a big thing because um, when you set those healthy boundaries, you're doing it more for yourself than than them. You're doing it more for yourself. So definitely set those healthy boundaries. And also um, take time for yourself. Take time for yourself. Um, and yeah, definitely take time for yourself. Um, and stop putting yourself in those places that remind you and you know and I know I will go we will talk more about religion but you know like in the African church and different things like stop putting yourself in spaces where you're re-traumatized, you keep being re-traumatized every time, and you're complaining, like, oh, these aunties did this to me, like, no, go find a different organization to join, find a different place to join, you don't need to be in these places, you don't need to be in the spaces, so definitely do that, um, get therapy, seek God, and I know it's so simple and cliche to say, but honestly, yeah, those are the things that we need to do, um, yeah, and we will definitely get more in depth in the next episodes of Joda Please. And it's going to be more fun and lively. Um this is the first episode, so you know, my butch, my my butt is still clenched because um you know, I'm I'm trying this thing where like I don't feel what is it called <sighs> forced to be so diplomatic, you know, and I'm trying to be more free the way I'm free on TikTok. But when I'm talking about Serious Marius like this, it is so difficult for me to be freed. But um, don't worry, guys. You'll see more of the goofy side of me. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, this is Joda Please Podcast. I do not have a set day for when I will be posting. So um, just expect <laughs> just expect a random post. And also, um, I would definitely have guests on my podcast. This is the first episode, you know and i definitely hope you guys enjoyed this listen and yeah have a wonderful evening whether you are driving to work or you are at work or you are in your bed or whatever i hope you definitely enjoyed this and yes thanks for watching bye